episode of Muslims Want to Know, the show where I try to answer the questions you have about the Bible and Christianity. I'm your host, Reverend Eric Mason. This is a special two-part series devoted to the question, is Jesus God or was he just a great man? In this episode, you and I will look at biblical evidence that supports the Christian claim that Lord Jesus is in fact God and not just a great man. Can we pause for just a moment? You and I are delving into some very deep Christian theology by going over these questions. So I want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to my explanations about why Christians believe what we do. I hope one day to sit with you over a cup of chai and hear about how this show has impacted your beliefs about Christianity. I also hope to one day hear about your beliefs and passion for Islam. In the meantime, you know, as we practice social distancing, if you have any specific questions about topics uh, that you and I are covering in each of these episodes, or if you have any ideas about something you want discussed, you can submit your questions by visiting me at www.anchor.fm forward slash Muslims want to know. Right, where were we? Ah, yes, in the last episode, you and I looked at the answers to the question, do Christians worship three gods or one? Building off what we learned in the last episode, we know that the Bible confirms that God is one being who eternally exists as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We also learned that the triune God is the best explanation for all of creation because of his eternal quality of love. Now, if you're joining us for the first time, I recommend going back and listening to the first three episodes before continuing with this one. See, each new episode actually builds on the information from the previous ones. So now that we know why Christians believe God exists eternally as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we can move on to our question of today. And the first thing we need to do is examine how Christians interpret Lord Jesus' relationship within the triune nature of God. See, if Jesus is God, then he is an uncreated being. As such, he must be one of the three persons of the Trinity. Now, I'm about to say some things that are going to rub you the wrong way, so bear with me for a few moments. Christians believe Lord Jesus is the Son of God. Therefore, he is the second person of the triune God. There, I said it. Now we can all take a deep breath and move on. Now I used to ask myself, why does this cause my Muslim friends so much frustration? Well, there's good reason. In the last episode, we looked at the Quran and confirmed that one particular passage can be used to sum up why Muslims don't believe in the Trinity. That same passage can be used to explain why Muslims don't believe Lord Jesus was either God, nor was he the Son of God. Surah chapter 4 verse 171 says, O people of the scripture, do not exaggerate in your religion and do not say about God except the truth. The Messiah, Jesus, the son of Mary is the messenger of God and his word that he conveyed to Mary and a spirit from him. So believe in God and his messengers and do not say three. Refrain, it is better for you. 
What I find fascinating about this verse from the Quran is that it contains particular views Muslims have about Lord Jesus. One, that Lord Jesus is the Messiah. Two, that Lord Jesus is the son of Mary. Three, Lord Jesus is a prophet. And four, Lord Jesus is the word of God. What makes this so fascinating is the fact that Christians use the same terminology when talking about Lord Jesus. Of course, when I say Lord Jesus is the Messiah, it will be different from when you say the exact same thing. And why is that? Well, because Christians believe those four views can only be properly understood if one believes that Lord Jesus is the Son of God, not just a great man or prophet. But for Muslims, there are other passages in the Quran that talk about Lord Jesus being a prophet and a great man, but certainly not God. In Surah chapter 5, verse 75, Muhammad is quoted as saying, The Messiah, son of Mary, was only a messenger before whom other messengers had passed away, and his mother was a woman of truth. They both used to eat food. Note how we make clear the revelations to them then note how deluded they are. Well, my friend, here we are again at another fork in the road. Is Lord Jesus God or just a great man? To answer this question, you and I are going to take a break from looking at history and theology. Instead, I want to allow the Bible to be our primary resource this week. Because we know from the first two episodes that the Bible is reliable, it should be very clear after examining the eyewitness testimony from Scripture that Lord Jesus is the Son of God. As the Son of God, Lord Jesus exists eternally as the second person of the one triune God. Therefore, He is God. I hope you're still with me. Usually at the end of each episode, I share the Bible translation I use for these podcasts. I realized just as I began recording that there's a possibility you don't actually own a Bible. So if you don't own a Bible, I recommend going on your preferred app store, and there you can look up the version app. That is U as in Y-O-U version. Once you get the app and register it, you can click on the Read button at the bottom of the screen. Then select the book that you want to read from as well as the translation. For our purposes, I'm using the CSB version. That's C as in Charlie, S as in Sam, and B as in Butter. Uh, you can also find the CSB Bible on Amazon.com and most major booksellers. So for us today, it's a pretty big leap to go from Lord Jesus being a prophet and a great man to being the Son of God. My beliefs as a Christian had better be substantiated by some solid evidence and not just some scriptures taken out of context. In order to prove that Lord Jesus is God, I'm going to do what I like to call building the case. So think of this episode like a scene in a courtroom, only instead of calling up witnesses, I will be using stories from the Bible and then relying on the eyewitness testimony of those individuals to prove that Jesus is in fact God. A natural question you and I should ask is, if Lord Jesus is the Son of God, shouldn't his deity be confirmed by others in the Bible? Yes, in fact, each major group of beings and characters from the Bible confirm the deity of Lord Jesus. Now, because you and I have already confirmed that the Bible has not been corrupted, we know these eyewitness testimonies were recorded accurately. 
So let us go through the list of witnesses who confirm the sonship and deity of Lord Jesus. Let me build my case for you and see where we land at the end of all of this. Witness number one, God the Father and God the Holy Spirit. Matthew chapter 3, verses 16 through 17. When Jesus was baptized, he went up immediately from the water. The heavens suddenly opened for him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming down on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. So here we have the Holy Spirit of God resting on Lord Jesus. And at the exact same time, God the Father says, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. The biblical account is clear that the Son in this instance was Lord Jesus. Witness number two, Gabriel the angel. Luke chapter 1 verses 26 through 37. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man named Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and the angel came to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. But she was deeply troubled by this statement, wondering what kind of greeting this could be. And the angel told her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now listen. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. And then Mary asked the angel, How can this be, since I have not had sexual relations with a man? The angel replied to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. The angel Gabriel makes it clear Mary is going to have a son. This birth will be a miracle because Mary is a virgin. It will also be a miracle because she will conceive her child not by having sexual relations, but through the life-giving power of the Holy Spirit. Her son will be named Jesus, and Jesus will be called the Son of God. This second witness is an angel who confirms that Lord Jesus is the Son of God. If a spiritual creature, such as an angel, confirms that Jesus is the Son of God, can other spiritual beings affirm this? What is the opposing creature to an angel but a demon? So what do the demons, or evil spirits, say about Lord Jesus? Witness number three, the demons. Mark chapter 5, verses 1 through 13. They came to the other side of the sea, to the region of Gerasenes. As soon as he got out of the boat, a man with an unclean spirit came out of the tombs and met him. He lived in the tombs, and no one was able to restrain him any more, not even with a chain. Because he had often been bound with shackles and chains, but had torn the chains apart and smashed the shackles. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and on the mountains, he was always crying out and cutting himself with stones. And when he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and knelt down before him. And he cried out with a loud voice, 
What do you have to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I beg you before God, don't torment me. For Jesus had said, Come out of the man, you unclean spirit. What is your name? Lord Jesus asked him. My name is Legion, he answered him, because we are many. And he begged him earnestly not to send them out of the region. A large herd of pigs was there, feeding on the hillside, and the demons begged him, Send us to the pigs so that we may enter them. So he gave them permission, and the unclean spirits came out and entered into the pigs. The herd of about two thousand rushed down the steep bank into the sea and drowned there. In this story, we see what happens when a demon-possessed man encounters Lord Jesus. As soon as the demon sees Lord Jesus, notice something interesting. Mark records this account for us and writes that the demon-possessed man actually kneels before Lord Jesus. A demon can only kneel before an authority greater than himself. But this just wasn't any regular demon. He identifies himself as legion, meaning this possessed man contained many thousands of demons. So the question you and I need to answer is, what kind of authority does Lord Jesus have over thousands of evil spirits, thousands of demons? And the answer to that is given by the demons themselves. What do you have to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? As confirmation of Lord Jesus' authority and power as the Son of God, he allows the demons to enter a herd of unclean pigs. So far, we have three major witnesses from the Bible. Each witness confirms that Lord Jesus is the Son of God. Are there more witnesses, though? And the answer is yes. Witness number four, Peter and the other followers of Lord Jesus. Matthew chapter 16, verses 13 through 17. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do the people say the Son of Man is? And they replied, Some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, still others Jeremiah, or maybe one of the prophets. But you, he asked them, who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And Jesus responded, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father in heaven. Lord Jesus poses a simple question to his closest followers. Now, one thing that's very interesting about how the followers answer Lord Jesus' question is the fact that each of the people listed are prophets. Now, these were great men who were chosen by God to be prophets to the Israelites. Elijah, Jeremiah, John the Baptist, and the other prophets. And yet, Peter does not say, yes, you are just like one of those prophets. No, 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 no. He says, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. God confirms it, the angels confirm it, the demons confirm it, and now one of Lord Jesus' followers confirms that Jesus is the Son of God. Witness number five, Lord Jesus himself. Speaking to the religious leaders, Lord Jesus says in John chapter 8, verses 54 through 59, 
If I glorify myself, my glory is nothing. My Father, about whom you say he is our God, he is the one who glorifies me. You do not know him, but I know him. If I were to say I don't know him, I would be a liar like you, but I do know him and I keep his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day. He saw it and was glad. And the Jews replied, You aren't fifty years old yet, and you've seen Abraham? And Jesus said to them, Truly, I tell you, before Abraham was, I am. So they picked up stones to throw at him. But Jesus was hidden and went out of the temple. Wow. In this account, Lord Jesus affirms that he is the Son of God. He says, My Father, about whom you say, he is our God. He is the one who glorifies me. Now remember, Lord Jesus is talking to the religious leaders. They understood that he was claiming to be God by making that statement. Now one can hear that statement alone and make the mistake of thinking that Lord Jesus is making a statement about being a generic son of God. Um, after all, all men and all women are sons and daughters of God. But there can be no mistake about what Lord Jesus is claiming in this story. And how do we know? Well, through the actions of the religious leaders, of course. They picked up stones because to them, Lord Jesus had just claimed to be God himself. The reason they picked up stones is because he had blasphemed in their eyes. Fun fact. In the Old Testament, God appeared to Moses in a burning bush. God told Moses to free the Israelites from the Egyptians and said he would be their protector. Moses questioned God, saying, If the Israelites ask me, What is God's name? What should I tell them? And God said, This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. I am in Greek is eigo eimi. When Lord Jesus said, Before Abraham was, I am. He used the words Eigo Eimi in the exact same way God did in the Old Testament. So what have we just done? Well, looking at the Bible as our source for eyewitness testimony, I've just presented you with five different witnesses who affirm that Lord Jesus is the Son of God. Our eyewitness accounts add up to the biblical evidence being clear. Lord Jesus is the Son of God. As the Son of God, he is the second person of the triune God. This is affirmed by God the Father, God the Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus himself, the angel Gabriel, the demons, Peter, and the other followers of Lord Jesus. So before we go today, I want to leave you with this quote. C.S. Lewis once wrote about Lord Jesus in a book called Mere Christianity. In it, he wrote, a man who was merely a man and said the sort of things Jesus said would not be a great moral teacher. He would either be a lunatic, on the level with a man who says that he is a poached egg, or else he would be the devil of hell. You must make your choice. Either this man was and is the Son of God, or else a madman or something worse. You can shut him up for a fool, you can spit at him and kill him as a demon, or you can fall at his feet and call him Lord and God. But let us not come with any patronizing nonsense about his being a great human teacher. 
He has not left that open to us, and he did not intend to. I hope this podcast helped answer the question, is Jesus God or just a great man? Now that we have sufficiently answered that question with evidence from the Bible, we can move on to the second part of this two-part series. The next episode will attempt to answer the question, if Jesus is God, how can he be both God and man? I encourage you to study the resources I use to gather information for this week's podcast. The Bible translation I use is the Christian Standard Bible, and the Quran I use is the Quran in English, translated by Talal Itani. The book I quoted from is Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis. And that sound means it's about time to wrap up. If you like this podcast, feel free to leave a review on your favorite podcasting site. And as always, if you have a specific question about what you heard on the show or want me to elaborate a bit more on a point I made, you can submit questions by visiting our page at www.anchor.fm forward slash Muslims want to know. I think you can even ask questions using your microphone or camera, and I can actually play those questions in future episodes. I'll do my best to answer those questions in future podcasts. I also encourage you to reach out to a Christian friend or coworker and ask them about the things you hear on this podcast. If you hear something about Islam you didn't know before, research it or ask your Muslim friends or imam about it. As always, I thank you so much for joining me this week. I thank you and God bless. Thank you.